This podcast is produced by Visionary Studios. Classen. And this is Let's Unpack That. Today we're joined by Joey Stoll. How's it going, Joey? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Doing good. I'm great. Joey, do you want to tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so um, I'm a college student in Wisconsin. And in my free time, I like to go on social media and post half nudes and <laughs> try to make funny jokes. Yeah, we love that. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So when I think back of when I have like known about you and who you were, I say we were talking about it earlier. It was the Joey Renaissance, <laughs> which was like 2019. Um, you really blew up on TikTok. Yeah. So do you want to tell everyone a little bit about getting started on TikTok and what kind of led to your explosion on the platform. Yeah. Um, so I think it was in like November of 2019 when I first came to college, kind of. There was one day where I was like sad about a boy. And so I whipped my phone out and I recorded this song. Not a song. I recorded like um, a TikTok of me to a song that was okay. like, you got these big blue eyes. Crazy. <laughs> and I posted that mm-hmm. and it started to get like, I woke up the next morning and it was like, tens of thousands of views. And I was like, yo, this could be something. Yeah. I just have to kind of run with it. Mm-hmm. And so, um, for the first couple months of TikTok, I, I kind of just ran with it. Like I would just post like, kind of like sad boy things. Like, <laughs> um, I really show my body or anything, but it was just like little sad TikToks that I would make that are supposed to be like relatable to gay people kind of, or women. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the pandemic hit mm-hmm. and I kind of, I went home from school. Obviously everyone did. And then after that, I kind of just slowed down. I was working full time and going to school. And then that summer, um, a, a man walked into my life via my TikTok DMs. Mm-hmm. And so this is during the pandemic. Yeah, this during was during lockdown. the pandemic. Yeah. yeah, this is like towards the beginning, maybe like June okay. of 2020. Okay. And um, his name was Wes. Some some people out there may know him, but um, he had like he has a couple hundred thousand followers on TikTok. He's okay. a really cool guy. He would post like a horny thirst chat, like thirst traps. <laughs> yeah. Basically, I just DM'd him one day. I saw him on TikTok. He was posting things about being like a top or something. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, this guy's really cute. And so yeah. I was like, let me DM him. And um, I DM'd him. And from then on, we just kind of like fell in love. I guess I don't know. So at the time you were in. Wisconsin. Yes. Where was he? He was in, like, outside of Philadelphia. This was a long distance thing. Yes. So we're in June 2020 right now. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys are starting to talk. How did this transfer into something more meaningful than eventually a relationship? I don't know. We just kind of, like, hit it off right away. Like, he got my sense of humor and I got Mm -hmm. his. And um, we were both in pretty similar situations at the time. Like, he was living at home with his parents, working at a restaurant. I was at home living with my parents, working at a restaurant. I would just come home from work at night and he would be home from work that night too. And we just FaceTime Mm -hmm. and that started to become like a nightly thing. Like I would go home from where, I mean, it's the pandemic. There wasn't much to do. Mm -hmm. There's not much to do in small town, Wisconsin, regardless. Yeah. But, um, I just came home every night and we'd FaceTime and just text throughout the day until it got to the point, I think, where I was like, okay, if we're talking for, you know, three more weeks from here, I might consider going and seeing him. And I think he kind of had a similar conclusion. I actually think he, he might've been like, you know, like, I really want you to come out and see me sometime. Like, um, and there was a week where his parents were going to be on vacation. And so I was like, this is 
ample time for me to like swoop in. <laughs> so it's actually pretty fast. I think maybe like three or four weeks of talking. Okay. Um, he bought me a plane ticket and that was what a gentleman. Yeah. What a I guy. mean, very, but um, <laughs> I've never traveled on a plane. I had never been outside okay. of Wisconsin. Dang. So it wow. was very like it's a big moment. It was. Yeah. I mean, more than just like meeting someone online, I w it was my first time leaving like the state mm -hmm. basically. Like I'd been yeah. to Chicago and I've been to Minneapolis, but outside of like this little realm, You're leaving, you were leaving your life. Yeah. I mean, I was leaving everything, you knew. everything yeah. mm -hmm. in the middle of a pandemic too. Mm -hmm. So I was very scared. I mean, I was scared shitless to fly. Like mm -hmm. I was so scared to fly, but, um, I told my mom one night, um, I think I, I still have like an audio recording of when I told my mom, <laughs> my mom is like helicopter mom. Yeah, yeah. She never travels. She never does like anything fun. So she was like, I was so scared to tell her that, you know, in two weeks I'm flying out to go meet this stranger on the internet. Mm -hmm. My mom had known that I had had like a social media presence. Um, but she didn't know the extent to it kind of like, she doesn't okay. understand it. She doesn't have Facebook. She doesn't mm -hmm. have anything. Yeah. She doesn't even have like an iPhone. It's like, yeah. A, trash phone that like you have a to, flip phone <laughs> yeah it's like literally a flip phone so i told her one night after i came home from work with my friend and she lost it she was so scared she was like he's gonna kidnap you this is human trafficking like you're done for like yeah so i mean she okayed it and then we went on with it and i just got on the plane and i went to like philadelphia for a week or so i mean i can't remember how many days probably like 10 days and i just really connected with him um we filmed a ton of TikToks while I was there. I remember that being like a big thing. Like I was doing like one TikTok a day. He was doing two TikToks a day. Okay. And at the time, it was actually really helping both of our platforms because okay. at the time we would get like hundreds of thousands of views on each TikTok we did together. Uh -huh. Whereas individually, we would get like a couple 10,000 maybe, like okay. 10,000 up to like okay. 100,000. But um, we filmed a ton of those and then the end of the week he uh at the end of the week he asked me to be his boyfriend oh which shocked me a little bit <laughs> i'm not gonna lie um i am not someone who is very well known for being in relationships so we dated um okay felt, let's pause let's, let's pause. pause okay so we're, we're in we're in pennsylvania okay, okay. Do you want me so, to you know, so week? no so i'm just gonna ask you some questions oh. um so you said that you guys had made a bunch of TikToks together. Yeah. How was that communicated? Like, was it a plan like, oh, we're going to make TikToks together or did it just happen? It was working and you liked doing it? Because I think a lot of people see people showcase their relationships online. Yeah. So I guess what was kind of the process like of our thought process or conversation like to be like, hey, let's, you know, we're getting along really well. Mm -hmm. Let's make TikToks together and have a strategy about how many TikToks we're making to this concept what how did that all work how did that all, all unfold and happen i think at that point um honestly i was making tiktoks for fun and mm -hmm. i think he was too it was just something that we like both relished in like like mm -hmm. it just feels good like to see yourself do well on social media and stuff mm -hmm. and it felt really good to be with each other mm -hmm. so we were like let's you know make it known to the world i think that was another big part of it was we're like we want the world to know that like I am yours and you are mine. Mm -hmm. That's um, cute and saying it. Yeah. yeah, like without having to directly come, because we never made like a post being like, we're dating. <laughs> but it was like, I would, like I'd filmed one day, he took me to DC and I was like, um, 
cute things my boyfriend did today. And it was just like us like through our day trip in DC. And I didn't outwardly come out and be like, this is my boyfriend. But, but you were saying like you, but I was saying, yeah, yeah it mm-hmm. was very, all kind of like, it was very fluid. Okay. Um, I remember sometimes like we would film TikToks and I'm like, God damn, I'm tired. Or he's like, <laughs> he's like, I'm super tired, but a lot of times we would muscle through it um, <laughs> and just like push to make the content because at that time also what was happening was TikTok was coming out with the creator fund. Okay. I first dropped on TikTok. A lot of TikTok creators were like, like we let's get into this. Like, yeah, let's make this ours. Um, yeah. Little did we know they were paying like one cent per million <laughs> views or something. Yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was not, but it was new and no one really knew how it would work. Yeah. And that one yeah. cent. Yeah, you know, it could do something for like Charlie D'Amelio, but it wasn't doing anything for like gays with like 300,000. So, yeah, so would you say that at that time, like with the creator fund and just all that, like you were kind of in this whirlwind trip of your like you left everything you know and you're on this fun adventure with this guy, like was making the TikToks kind of just like let's let's like make the most out of this and like let's see what comes out of this creator fund, like making money. Like, what do you think was fueling, like, even when you were tired to want to make? and make the time to make that content. Like, was it all like you completely wanted to do it? Like, was it all completely genuine to want to do that? So I'm just trying to wrap my head around it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, at first it definitely was, and it was really fun. Like I still remember like how I made those TikToks like very Mm -hmm. like fondly. Like I think about Mm -hmm. those things. Um, but I, I don't know. I think it was like genuine enjoyment. And when you have like social media following, you love like the affirmation yeah. that your video blowing up or your tweet blowing up or something like that. Like that gives like this warm, addictive feeling kind of <laughs> that you don't really want to let go of, especially if, you know, at one point I was very happily making one TikTok and then I see that it doesn't do well. At that point, I'm like, I am forced. I like my hand is forced to make another to correct that. Okay. Like I don't want my image to be tarnished by a TikTok hitting 10,000 views or something. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to make an, I'm going to force another one. I'm going to force one that's maybe hornier or maybe like yeah. mm-hmm. maybe has some innuendo to it or something yeah. that way that one can blow up and then I'm good again. Yeah. You're almost mm-hmm. like objectifying yourself, right? Like if maybe yeah. let's say you did something that you love a TikTok and it was like, Oh, it was you doing something fun that maybe wasn't your body. You're like, well, this didn't get views. So I need to do something that is, Oh, here's my abs, you know, like, yeah. So or in Pennsylvania doing all these TikToks together, mm-hmm you leave your resident boyfriends yeah. now officially. Yeah. What is this dynamic like? And what is it kind of like, you know, your social presences and your social platforms are thriving with your relationship content. Mm-hmm. So like, how does that all change once you're back home? Yeah. So I guess when I got back home, it's kind of like you're back to reality. Mm-hmm. And I had also never vacationed before. Yeah. So I didn't understand that feeling of like that happiness kind of goes away. Mm-hmm. So like the, like the curtains close and you see what's actually around you. And when I got back, I was like, oh, like that magical week is now gone. It's back to my regular life. Mm -hmm. Um, So again, I I mean, I kept trying to post on social media and stuff. Like I kept trying to like keep my following going and everything, but you kind of notice that without each other, it's not going to do as well, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the same time I had to move into college. Mm -hmm. So mm, my focuses were just elsewhere kind of. And I think that from there the relationship kind of started to like dwindle because it wasn't like I was at home in the pandemic with nothing to do like can't go see my friends now it was like moving into college things are kind of starting to feel normal again at that point they were and reality hit me that I'm you know I'm exclusive with somebody 
that now I'm back in school and I'm like, oh, like, is this really what I want to do? Like, mm -hmm. is this where I want my time to be? Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure. But we still talked every single day. We FaceTimed every single day. We texted throughout the day. I think we still loved each other. Um, but it did not take very long for us <laughs> to break up. <laughs> it took, mm -hmm. you know, probably three weeks, honestly. After the trip? Yeah, I would say like three weeks. I thought you guys dated longer. <sighs> There's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> um, unbeknownst to the rest of the world, we did break up. We broke up um, in at the beginning of September, um, and it wasn't really amicably. I think it was more like I broke up with him, and we were both very distraught about it. But I was in college, and I was like doing new things and I was exploring and stuff. We still had a lot of love for each other. So even though we were broken up, we didn't come public with it. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, like, you know, we're not exclusive anymore. We can go see other guys, do everything, but let's give this some time and maybe people will kind of just forget. I wasn't even sure if we were gonna make a public announcement at any point, but you know, people kept wondering, like I would get text messages and DMs and comments that are like, you're posting like you're single, like, what about Wes? And then he would post like something sad and people would be like, what's up with Joey and tag me. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like, it kind of started to tear They're from like there. because the we're like detectives. Yeah, yeah. People are very inquisitive. At that point, I kind of realized I was like, oh God, I don't know if I can like, I don't know if this keeping it a secret is working because we both wear hard on our sleeves mm -hmm. and with what we're posting and stuff, like people are going to pick up the hints mm -hmm. that we broke up. But at the same time, we didn't stop seeing each other. So we were broken up, but I still um, went to go see him for my birthday. And then he also probably like a month after the first trip ended, about like a week and a half after our breakup, he came to see me okay. in college. Okay. So although we were broken up, our public image was still that. We were kind of together. You guys were friends. like, and yeah. we, and you, Or if you guys were maybe presumably like still like each other, right? Yeah. Like those feelings don't just go away overnight. Mm -hmm. No. Um, so it just became kind of a non-exclusive like fling if that, <laughs> or like yeah. whatever that may be or that relationship was still there to a degree. We weren't in an open relationship, but basically yeah. after we broke up, we were still seeing each other simultaneously, maybe seeing other people, even though neither of us really were seeing other people that much, but he still came a, a, like a week and a half after we'd broken up. And okay. That week, we still filmed like TikToks. We still like mm -hmm. posted each other and stuff and took photos. So I think at that point, people were kind of like, what the hell? Like, yeah. <laughs> what's going on? Yeah, yeah. Do you think that when you were making that content on that trip, that it was like you were putting on a show? Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, it was, it, it didn't bother me to do it per se, but it wasn't genuine. Like, it wasn't like we were kind of just maybe. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know why we did it. Like, there's really no rhyme or reason to it. I mean, it's, I can imagine because I mean, you have this, these followings of hundreds of thousands of people on each, for each of you guys. And they are, have grown this attachment to this, yeah. mm -hmm. this couple, this, this people that they've built that parasocial relationship with. Yeah. And so like when they aren't getting that clarity or closure on like the storyline that is you guys, that, I can imagine like their, their comments and, or maybe DMs or et cetera. Like you want to give them what they want. Yeah. We were feeding into it basically, yeah. even though we knew that we were broken up, we weren't doing well. Um, we just wanted to put on the image that we were okay. Mm -hmm. Cause either we would have the mindset that like, okay, we'll work out. It's okay. Like we can keep faking this for a minute 
and maybe we'll get through this but um like it, it gives you a weird feeling like when you're faking it like really hard especially when you know that you already broke mm -hmm. up but no one else knows mm -hmm. so everyone in the comments is like i'm seeing these videos get posted and then everyone in the comments is like you two are the cutest couple ever like love you guys so much mm -hmm. you guys have relationship hurts. goals yeah. like it stings like it's like little do you know like not everything is perfect behind the scenes at all mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you guys are in this weird middle place you're in this weird middle place there's the, the, the fans <laughs> are they're, are wanting it they keep reaffirming whenever you do post the content together so how does that go from that to then the fans being let known that you guys aren't together anymore like what's that next step like yeah so actually i think um basically our relationship ended because um i was seeing other people mm -hmm. and then like it just kind of got around that like i was seeing other people mm -hmm. and then people started to really question you know like the validity of the relationship because at that point we had been broken up for probably a month and a half mm -hmm. we still had not made it really known we were still posting together um but i made a a post on Instagram to clarify that we had indeed broken up. We love like, like an IG story. <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> black screen. Like we have decided to go our separate ways. It was exactly that. <laughs> it, wow. it was exactly that. And people were, I mean, the reason it happened was because people were being like, you're a hoe, like mm -hmm. you're a slut, yeah. which is, you know, That's like horrible. I get labeled with that a lot, honestly. And I yeah. like, don't like the feeling it gives me. Yeah. So people were saying that and I was like, I like, I just wish I could come forward and be like, we're not dating. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, but I didn't want to hurt him. I didn't want to hurt our image, but it got to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm done being called a slut, a cheater, whatever. I'm mm -hmm. just going to let everyone know. And so I texted him one night and I was like, I'm telling everyone that we've been broken up for months and I did it. Mm -hmm. And, um, it kind of hit the fan after that. Honestly, that night was really rough for me. I remember I had like a bunch of people unfollow me. I had people DMing me that I was like the worst person on earth. Like people being like, you should kill yourself. It's like horrible. this, that, and the other all because I just said something that was true. All I said was, I, I mean, I didn't go in on him or anything. I, I still had a lot of love for him. I was like, we are broken up. We've been broken up for months. Please stop saying these horrible things about me. I don't want this said about me because this is the truth. We've been broken up. Um, and yeah, so, I mean, that happened that night and it was insane, but I'm very glad that it happened because after that, no one called me a slut. So <laughs> nothing, nothing there. But when you're getting all those messages, like I can't even imagine like how you process that. Like yeah. mentally, like how do you not let that get to you? Because everyone that's famous, so I was like, oh, I just don't read the comments. Like, yeah. oh, I just stop. And but it's like, I can't even imagine like being in your position and you do something that's saying your truth and like just trying to end that hate that you were getting. Yeah. It only opens the door to even more hate. So for you, when you were in that position, like what was your mental thought process like? I mean, it was, it was rough. I mean, I didn't, ex I like expected some of the reaction I got for sure. I didn't mm -hmm. expect to the extent that it went that night specifically. Um, but it was very weird. It's very weird to see people that you've been mutuals with and people that you've loosely talked to, had like great conversations with, um, just like unfollow you and keep following the person that you broke up with, even though, even if our breakup was 
decently amicable. That's embarrassing for them. Yeah, it's it's like it's <laughs> yeah. like people were immediately from that post. People chose sides. You were either yeah. on this side or you were on this side. Why is it? Why would it be sides? Like, I just don't understand because it, it was a mutual breakup to a degree. I mean, it was like you yeah. ended it, but yeah. still, yeah. it's like he wasn't out here like trying to get back together with you, right? So I mean, or was he? I mean, like, kind of, but not really. Like, I think it was very clear that our relationship had ended and it was probably going to stay that way. Yeah. Um, but there was no reason for people to pick sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, there was nothing that he posted that was negative about me. And there was nothing that I posted that was negative about him from what I remember. Yeah. Um, so I was confused as to why it was happening. I was like, oh, oh, shit. How did, like, little did I know we're all in third grade. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. um... Yeah, you just kind of dealt. I dealt with it as you came, and I still have people to this day who I notice. I'm like, oh, I'm I've been wow. mutuals with this person for years, and then I go and look at who they follow, and they follow him, but they unfollowed me. Like, there's people that I still find daily that are like that, and I'm like, what's the point? I, I just didn't like, get it. Like, what's the like why? Like, it's just almost two years ago at this point. But I mean, on the flip side, I guess maybe people weren't interested in the content that I was making and followed me because they liked his content. Um, like that was like kind of some way to justify it. Like, I'm not, I don't care if these people unfollowed me, mm-hmm. like genuinely. But I was kind of just like, it's still weird sides? though. It's like a weird thing. To, yeah. To choose to do Did he post as well, like saying that? Okay. Yeah, he posted later that night. Um, that he was like, yeah, I'm just clarifying. Like, he's right. Like, this is correct like this is information that we both known but maybe at first it didn't seem that way maybe at first it was like it might have looked like i was breaking up with him mm-hmm. and he was just not saying anything at all you guys didn't do the, the joint statement we did not do a joint <laughs> statement no, it was very disjointed i think mine was like eight at night his was like 1 a.m okay after i was like calling him crying being like yo <laughs> this is not the reaction i was expecting um, how did he deal with the reaction um, he didn't like it. Like he, he didn't think that it was a great reaction. Like he thought it was a little extreme probably. And I think that when at first he was like, I can't control this. But then when he saw how upset I was, he was like, okay, well I can probably do something about this. It got better after that night. Like after that initial post, I was like, it's in the air. Mm-hmm. It's done for, but mm-hmm. we never did it on TikTok. So that was still kind of weird for like the TikTok sphere, I guess. But thank you so much for sharing that. Like, yeah. I literally just like can't believe. It's crazy that like they how went from fans to it's just, it's just crazy. Like yeah. I think that no one really People just can change like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that kind of goes into like kind of what social media is like now too. Like there's such a ebbs and flows of and the dog pile of like yeah. what people choose to get mad about. And like, I think that cancel culture is kind of misconstrued, but I think that's kind of that same hard mentality that that conversation likes to talk about. Um, And like, I'm so sorry I had to go through that. No one deserves to have Mm -hmm. to be targeted like that by anybody. So you were on TikTok for a while. Are you still on TikTok now or kind of stopped? Um, You can find me on TikTok, but (laughs) I don't really post it. Okay, but now you're on Twitter. I am on Twitter now. So I feel like a a few months ago, you... When I, you started blowing up on Twitter. Yeah, quickly. probably like a month ago, I think. Okay, okay. So what was that like and how did that kind of start that explosion of followers for you? Yeah, well, I've had Twitter since my 20th birthday, Okay. Um, which was in 2020. Okay. I got it actually on my birthday. Okay. Pretty, it was like wow. a, my little birthday gift to me. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go <laughs> it's on It's free. <laughs> and I made it on my birthday. Um, but at first I ran a Nicki Minaj stand account. Okay, which, love. 
I mean, I love Nicki Minaj. Yeah, who doesn't? Like, if they're not a bar, I don't trust do. it. Yeah, it was like Nicki Minaj is like the only CD I've ever bought. I remember I bought it. My dad got me it. My dad literally told me, he was like, if you come to this Bucks game with me, with my boss and his son, I will buy you Pink Friday. <laughs> <laughs> but so on Twitter, you have this for a while, like almost a year, over two years now. Yeah. Um, what made it really blow up recently? Yeah, I think um, I remember one day I just got back from the gym and mind you, this is like on a different Twitter account. Like this okay. is on. Oh, so you had like a different. Yeah, I had two Twitters. So I had the Nicki Minaj one, which I eventually stopped using and I gave up the username because it was like socialist barbs, which was really good. <laughs> uh -huh. And I didn't want it to go to waste. So, so I, did, I just gave it up. No, I just like deleted the account so that someone else could have the name. Okay. But um. Now, like on Joey W. Stoll, mm -hmm. I, I would post like personal things every now and then. It wasn't much. Mm -hmm. And I would post like photos of myself occasionally. They get like, I don't know, 100 likes or like 50 likes or something. That was good enough for me at the time. Mm -hmm. um, but I remember one day I got back from the gym and I took a photo in the dorm and my abs looked really good. <laughs> so um, I snapped like a photo of it and I just posted it. I don't even remember what the caption was. but So this picture blows up. Yeah you start gaining followers. How would you compare this explosion for you to that of like with TikTok? Cause I feel like it's a, diff it's a different audience, right? It is a very different audience. My audience on TikTok is like younger, also a lot more female, also a lot less American. Okay. Like it's a lot of like international, like mm -hmm. Philippines, Mexico, Europe. Like I have a lot of followers. You can check like where your followers are from. And yeah. stuff. It's a lot more from that area. Whereas I'm pretty sure most of my followers on Twitter are from like US. A lot of them are from around me. Comparatively to TikTok, you know, I think that it, I think the Twitter for me personally, it, it felt more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like more felt better. Like it made me feel really good about myself because it wasn't people um, like going on to my content for a laugh or it wasn't people like idolizing a relationship for my content. It was literally people obsessed looking at images you. of me. Yes. Obsessed with, with you. Like the dumbest captions. Mm -hmm. Like it's like stuff that's just irrelevant. Like, mm -hmm. I, I mean, like I know how to work it. Like, yeah, you just know that if you put a certain kind of caption on your photo, you're going to get a certain amount of likes. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it was like, it was like, Oh damn, like people like, like me. Like mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. um, and that felt really, honestly, really nice. Because at the time, I wasn't really feeling myself that much. Mm -hmm. I wasn't feeling really anything. And so that happened one night. And I was like, wow, like this Here feels, we go. This feels really good. <laughs> and ever since, you just kind of, you keep chasing that high yeah. of like wanting to feel that way again. You know, whenever a photo blows up to like a new height, like that that kind of like it makes your heart beat like it like it gives you a little bit of an adrenaline rush and i'm like an addictive junkie yeah like i nicotine alcohol followers <laughs> all of that yeah. yeah um so i guess with twitter for you um what has it been like interacting with other people on twitter <laughs> um so <laughs> i'm i'm a person who's not great at answering my phone like oh, yeah. um so <laughs> I think, um, when it first happened, um, I was getting, you know, like, I think the first night it blew up, I gained, like, I went from like 500 followers. It was like people I knew basically. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the next day I had 3000 and then wow. just during that day, I went from like 3000 to 12,000. So it was like, the growth was so large that I had like hundreds of DMS if not thousands of people trying to interact with me. And I was like, this is like overwhelming. Like I cannot 
go yeah, through these you messages. You can't. Like, you cannot <laughs> read all of your DMs. Can you set up, like, filters or something? Or, like... Well, I have my DMs open to anyone. Because I think the other choice is you can have them open to people you follow. Okay. But I wanted to find people that I wanted to follow through my DMs. Yeah. So, um... That was kind of how I like went my way through the path. I would look at someone and be like, are they cute? Um, are they funny? <laughs> how many followers do they have? Like, yeah. and, like, I just went through my way through that because I was like, okay, like I want to take this platform serious. Cause mm -hmm. I didn't feel like I had taken TikTok seriously enough. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, you have a chance to do something with a platform again, don't fuck it up. Yeah. And yeah. so I went through and I like follow people who I thought were similar to me or people who I thought were cool, hot, funny, whatever. Um, but I only ended up following like a hundred of them. Yeah. And to this day, mm -hmm. like, so that's still something that I'm trying to like figure out because I think that although um, it is fun to have internet friends, I'm also interested in networking yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. Like, yeah. you know, creating a brand and such. Mm -hmm. So it's like that, that was a big thing of what I wanted to do at first with Twitter because people, I mean, I didn't want, I didn't want to be like TikTok where I felt yeah. like washed up. I felt like yeah. I had made my content. I put all my eggs in one basket and I lost the basket. So I wanted to kind of like explore different things. But from there, I've met a lot of really cool people, like a lot of, I don't know, just like cute, nice, funny <laughs> people like make make stuff similar to what I make. Yeah. Um, I like the image and having like maybe a little community of people. Yeah. Like people always make jokes like you're a niche internet micro celebrity. And I'm like, I want to trade that for the world. <laughs> <laughs> so how has it been like with making internet friends? Like what is that? What has that been like? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's definitely very flirty. It's it's funny because a lot of people will be like, I remember you from TikTok. Like, and so I guess a lot of these people kind of saw me like maybe like mature a little bit and grow mm -hmm. up. Because, mm -hmm. you know, I was I wasn't really posting horny stuff when I was young. I was like, I was posting like funny content, whatever. Cause I mean, all I always what I wanted to do is I want to do comedy. Mm -hmm. Like I want mm -hmm. to like make funny content. I want to like be a writer on SNL, like stuff like that. Like that's always what I've wanted to do. Mm -hmm. But at some point you kind of realize it's like, okay, people don't like your humor as much as they might like how you look. Mm -hmm. Like people don't want to hear a joke. They want to see your eyes or your abs or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I'm kind of like, okay, like I've become okay with that over time. Like it went from me like wanting to make something of it because to now being like, okay, some days I'm just going to use this as a confidence booster and I'm going to yeah. like meet other people mm -hmm. and like think about making an OnlyFans and like doing other stuff that, I originally had not thought about doing, but now I am thinking about doing. Yeah. And like when you're thinking about that type of stuff, is that just like to make the most of it? Would you say like, what's kind of your thought process? Like, is like, oh, like I'm going to willingly, like I want to like objectify myself or like make myself be viewed as more so just my body rather than me as a person. You know what I mean? Because like, it's when you're doing like an OnlyFans, like, that, like you are catering towards those people that are mm -hmm. the horny side of mm -hmm. Twitter. How do you how do you view it mentally when you're doing those types of yeah, things? Like I mean, making those decisions, even just thinking about doing it. I'm okay with it. Like it feels good to know that people want you. Like mm -hmm. it feels mm -hmm. very nice when people online are like, "You have the most beautiful eyes." Like I love your body. Like you're so sexy. This, that, and the other. It's like those comments don't feel bad. Like that's for <laughs> sure. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm like I want to be funny and I want people to like maybe think of my content in other ways. But realistically, I'm like if I can do this then that's okay like i'm okay with 
being an object mostly like, yeah. cause I mean, everyone on social media is kind of just an object of desire. You either mm-hmm. want to emulate their lifestyle or you want to be them or you want to be with them. Like that's kind of the purpose of social media is that everything that you see is something that you might want at some it's a, point. It's attainable. Yeah. Like yeah. it's like, it's stuff that people drive to have. So it feels nice that, you know, people th- like, I think that people want me or that people want to be me or let like people just want to experience me. So is there anything else, Joey, that you want to share right now that you can think of that anybody listening may find beneficial or, or, or helpful? Any advice? Any, no, it, just, I mean, it like, can be just any, anything Just like all. any advice yeah. that you think somebody who's like maybe a young gay kid who yeah. is in the world of social media yeah. and is getting a lot of these messages or maybe they're blowing up on TikTok and they're getting hate online. Mm. What would you tell those people? Um, you know, pull yourself up from your bootstraps. You will survive. A hate message is not worth doing anything to yourself over. Um, even if you think about it, it's not real. No matter what. I mean, what someone says online does not follow you in life. It does not have any impact on your day-to-day life. So don't let it. More than that, and honestly, read the comments. Because you want to be aware of what's going on. Just don't take it personal. It's just the internet. You get hate for everything. I get hate for literally everything I post. You can look at my quote tweets. Someone will be like, stupid, ugly, white twink. And then it's just like a photo of me smiling. But it's like, at that point, it's kind of like, okay, like you get it now. Like some people are just hate, like hateful. Yeah. Some, yeah. People are, some people were, are just miserable and they're hateful. So it's nothing personal. It's all about their own issues. And words only have the power you give them. Yeah. Period. Period. Well, thank you so much, Joey, for coming. We really mm-hmm. appreciate it. Do you want to give everyone your socials so they can check you out? Um, yeah, so all my socials are Joey W. Stoll, J-O-E-Y-W-S-T-O-L-L. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Probably suggest checking, checking out my Twitter because that's where I'm most active. Um, but yeah, thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you, Joey. Thanks, Thanks for being here. Fun. I really appreciate it. And you can follow us on Instagram at UnpackTHT and on TikTok at UnpackThatPod. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Joey. Thank you, Wade. We'll see you guys next Thursday. Bye, everyone. Bye. See ya. Bye.